he's trying to figure that out for himself. And we came in and we said, okay, we know, like, let us actually help you with that. You should use this tool. You should <laughs> do it this way. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my amazing guest, Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Awesome. So give everyone the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah. Um, So again, my name is Amanda Hamilton. I am the founder of Hamilton Ray. That's R-A-Y-E. And fun fact, a lot of people ask me what, where Ray comes from, and it's actually my middle name. So kind of flipped it around a little bit, but, um, so yeah, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. I have a mini Labradoodle, uh, tank. I am an aunt to two amazing nieces. I love, love, love spoiling them. Um, I actually have really take, tried to take advantage of living remotely over the last year or so. My business is fully remote. It has been since the conception, but the last year I've really been trying to take advantage. So right now I'm actually in Delray beach, Florida, <laughs> spending nice. an extended amount of time down here, really trying to enjoy the sunshine. Um, so yeah, uh, Hamilton, As it Ray. snows in Canada. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to rub it in. I'm like, Oh, it's a beautiful fine, 70. It's funny. <laughs> Okay. It's really 78, but you know, I'm rounded down for you. Um, yeah, it's amazing down here, but I, I'm used to the snow. I left lots of snow in Cleveland, so I know how that goes. Um, so yeah, we, I am a founder of an outsourced administrative agency. We essentially provide what I like to how an easy way to explain it is a fractional executive assistant to small business owners, to leaders within small to medium size organizations. We work with some different startup organizations as well as some larger businesses. So, um, we, very, very wide range, but the easiest way to explain it is a fractional executive assistant. Nice. I love that. And it's a term that is becoming well-known, especially amongst like CIOs, CMOs, to be able to get your C-suite people in for just pop in, pop out. When it comes to VAs, how does that work? Like, does somebody need to know exactly what they need to do? Or does a VA usually know like, hey, can you take care of my email? And they know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So we, I, Fun thing. I actually don't consider us VAs. Um, we're, we keep ourselves very separate from, I would say that industry. Um, and I can share a little bit about like the why and stuff in a minute, but, um, from how, what we do and our approach and how we take our approaches, I wish that we were mind readers and we could just like pop in (laughs) and these like magical unicorns, you know, fly in, just take over and manage calendar and email. But unfortunately you can't. And everybody of course has their own preferences, um, and requirements, if you will. So we started a couple of months ago, this new onboarding process, and it's been so incredible with how quickly we've been able to get up to speed, up to speed with people using this. So essentially what we do is 
we sit down, we do like a kickoff call. We talk through just some high level, get to know each other. We actually spend an entire hour on Zoom doing what we call admin access. So we get access to everybody's information. And then after that, we actually spend a very large amount of time together with our client talking through all of the standard operating procedures. So we'll talk through what do you like about, about your calendar right now? What don't you like? What is your ideal state of a calendar? How do you like your inbox manage? And we document all of that. So then after that, we can just hit the ground running and know that's when we turn into magical unicorns <laughs> and we can kind of essentially become mind readers after that. <laughs> nice. Love that. So explain to people what the difference is, because I know what the difference is between a BA and a executive assistant and, and, and like, there's like seven or eight different roles that you can actually hire somebody to do. So explain how you do what you do and what the benefit of doing it that way is. Yeah. So how we're set up is we truly become like uh, integrated into somebody's team. And I would say our bread and butter is truly in administrative work, like the executive assistant calendar, travel, all of really um, becoming the gatekeeper for an executive or a business owner, just like what you use, or I mean, people still have, but the idea of an executive having this individual sitting outside their office, like running to them, Hey, do this for me. Or, you know, um, that's just what following we are them around a, with their coffee yeah. in their lap. <laughs> yeah. And really well, becoming... All I can picture when you say that is the devil wears Prada. <laughs> I just really want one of those. I, I won't be that mean to her, but I, I just really want somebody that can do all that for me. And you can, everyone hey. can have that. <laughs> Tell me more, um, tell me more. <laughs> um, and so we do that more of like a remote setting, you know, really making sure that people are, we can essentially be accountability partners for some of our clients too. Like we'll help them track tasks, make sure that we're blocking time on their calendars to have the appropriate time blocking to support those tasks. Um, and so what we're, we really build out that executive assistant fractional piece of things. And then we also have specialty services that if we do have a small business owner that maybe doesn't have a fleet of individuals working for them, like a graphic designer, and they need some help with the documents um, in graphic design format, maybe updating a PowerPoint, things of that nature. We have specialists on the team that can do that work for them. So we almost become this mini team and we build this little structure around each client in order to accommodate what they need. And so it really allows uh, the one thing I've always been focused on. And a lot of times I think VAs try to be everything. And I always say to my team, no, not one of us is good at everything. Like, let's not even try. Let's really focus on our niche. And that's where our specialists really truly come into play because like I said, not everybody's good at everything. And I even do that with our like executive assistants, what we call our dedicated admins with our clients. I will make sure that they're what they're really, really good at. That's who I'm matching them with a client and that client needs versus trying to force something together. That's not going to work. Oh, absolutely. I love that. And it drives me nuts in the industry that 
people will call anybody and anything a VA. <laughs> it's like, I, I get that, but that's not really what you're hiring for. And you're not <laughs> going to get, you know, for 500 bucks a month, somebody that can strategize your business and, you know, basically run it for you. And it's like, mm, now you're asking <laughs> for something totally different. And that's not really what you're asking for. So what kind of, um, like, I get it, the admin role idea, but they, if they really do go beyond that. How far beyond that can somebody take somebody or what, like what kind of expectations should somebody have of these are the kind of tasks that I can delegate? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, how we like our approach is we truly like to be solution based. So if we see something that you're doing, I'll give you a recent example of somebody that we just started working with and he was trying to figure out how to coordinate when he was bringing on a new client, making sure that they were getting them set up for future time with him. He's a physical therapist. And so we're trying to figure that he's trying to figure that out for himself. And we came in and we said, okay, we know, like, let us actually help you with that. We have, you should use this tool. You should <laughs> do it this way. And he said to us, you know, at, after we kind of took over and did all of that, he's like, I love how you did this because I've actually probably gained more clients or retained more clients having you come in with this like solution. So a lot of what we do is it's really, it's kind of fun because, you know, we have so many different clients. And so we're able to learn from one and take those learnings to another. And so our leadership team, our operations manager, who really leads the charge when it comes to onboarding new clients, if a new client comes into play and says, Hey, I really need help with this, like, task or this project or whatever it might be, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll go into our, into the archives and we'll say, have we done this for somebody else? Have we done something similar? And can we take that approach? We actually have a new client that's coming on in about a week and it's a pretty large financial tech company and um, they need a ton of help with interview scheduling. We actually do that already for one of our other clients. And so we actually asked the new admin to meet with the existing to say, all right, let's take their learnings. We do it really, really well over here. We're going to take that. We're going to move it over here. So we do a lot of that work um, between our operations manager and our client success specialist. They really partner together with the admin and the client to bring those solutions to life. Nice. I love that because to me, it's so important for most entrepreneurs like 90% of entrepreneurs have zero business experience when they become an <laughs> entrepreneur, right? So they don't know how to organize their files. They don't know how to organize anything really and they start throwing spaghetti up against the wall see what sticks and it's like oh okay that worked for them but it's not systemizable it's not something that has any structure that's going to be any uh, scalable by any stretch so I love that you guys come in as the expert because one of the things that also drives me a little crazy is entrepreneurs don't know what they're hiring when they hire a VA they, they, again, blanket it all up into this one thing, and they think that everybody's the same. It's like, no, some people are really good at automated tasks. You know, if you need all of these, I don't know, receipts entered, you know, you can have 100,000 receipts, and somebody's going to be really good at that. Somebody else is going to go, like, you could pay somebody else less to do that because my skill is actually in organizing your time and your day, and, and that is more valuable task, and they don't realize that. And hiring a team like you guys 
you have the expertise. So instead of going, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's like, hey, can you give us this? We need that. We need this. We need that, which is immensely helpful to an entrepreneur who's starting. And if I could go back 20 years, <laughs> I would only hire people like you who actually know <laughs> and just drag out of me. What do you need from me? Okay, great. Let's get this rolling and, and make it happen. Because I always thought I needed to be the one that knew what to, had to happen next and that I had to give instructions to it. And it's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing to <laughs> well enough to explain it to somebody else to do it. I just know, you know, it has to get done and you can't really delegate that way. <laughs> I think that's such a good point because I have even, I was like that at one point too. I thought that I was the one that had to know how to do everything. And as soon as I realized like, Amanda, you do not need to know how to do everything. You need to make sure that you have all of the right people in your court working together and lean into them. And as soon as I did that, my business like grew so fast. And I see that with other clients, as soon as they're able to step back and like, let it go. <laughs> is exactly when it, like this rocket ship starts to soar. And it, I, that's such a valid point of really just letting others that know what they're doing, <laughs> do it for you. <laughs> nice. So talk to me about somebody that's like, I've, I see a spectrum of people of ones that only need a little bit. It's like, well, I only get so much email in a week. Like they may only get 25 emails. I couldn't imagine that. I have, I have more <laughs> newsletters and crap. Um, let alone, so I'm probably getting like a thousand emails a day, but there are people at the other end of the spectrum that maybe only get 25 emails a day. And so I'm like, well, you know, I just need somebody to answer these people within 24 hours, get back to them kind of thing. Like where do, where does it start? What's a minimal amount that somebody could bring somebody in to do versus having, you know, 40 hours a week available <laughs> to, to keep them busy? Yeah. Our minimum is five hours a week. So, nice. um, I would say on average, most people are in our space around 40 hours a month. So 10 hours a week. Um, but you can start as minimal as five and then we kind of grow from there. Um, and then what I would say is, is we, we also track our time down to the minute. So you, get more time out of those five hours than what you likely would realize is kind of how I <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know an entrepreneur that doesn't spend, you know, 25 minutes out of the hour staring at the wall, trying to figure out how to do the thing <laughs> that they're about to do, where somebody else can just walk in and get it done. And because they don't have the emotional baggage attached to it, right? It's like, oh, I just got to reply to that email. Whereas the entrepreneur is like, oh my God, I have to reply to that email. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you avoid it. You're like, right? it like sits there for a while and you're like, I'll get to that later. And then finally it comes back around. And you're like, man, it's been pending for a while now. I really need to do that. So <laughs> having somebody else do it, it's extremely helpful. Nice. So give me a kind of a, an example of tasks that you guys might do. I mean, you went over the email and the, and traveling, which I have to laugh. I go, wow, people travel. Um, <laughs> can't wait for that to happen again. Uh, what kind of things can people get off their plate to give to somebody? Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of calendar. Um, I kind of, I laugh. I love to call us calendar ninjas. I'm like, we just like move in things around on the calendar as needed. Um, travel. Uh, we do a lot of 
different graphic design work, whether that's creating like new PDFs for different collateral, or it might just be making a PowerPoint presentation for a um, high level meeting, you know, put together. I mentioned we do some interview, we're doing interview scheduling for human resources. We do expense reports. Um, gosh, I don't. So many things. So, so is there things. like a list that you get people to put together before they meet with you or how do they know what they're going to be delegating to you? Yeah, that's a good question. We, so we'll do an initial call and I'll kind of probe and we'll talk through a lot of that. Um, so from there, we, when they're ready to hire us, we have them fill out a questionnaire and we ask them a bunch of different questions to really help trigger what they could potentially use us for. So they do that. And then when we get into our onboarding week is really when we even start to dig in a little bit deeper. So we'll talk a lot about really what we like to focus on in the onboarding week is what are the definite things that they're ready to hand off? And we can start to do that. But what we also talk through is all right. When you, if you think about calendar as an example, like it's not just about like moving things around. It might be reviewing email and making sure you see something that comes in email gets added to the calendar so that you have time to do it. And so in that onboarding week is really where we start to connect the dots and say, okay, we're doing, you're, we're doing this so far, but we can also do this. Um, and then from there, the conversations just evolve. So I think one of the biggest things is really in the first couple of months is building trust. And as soon as we start to build that trust with the client and we notice that they just start to immediately hand off even more and more. <laughs> um, and so those conversations continue to evolve. And then after that, we actually do a check-in point at 60 days of working with the client. And we'll start to talk through how are things going, but then also we'll go to them and say, all right, are, what other services, if any, do you need support on? Um, we do a lot of like event management, you know, it might be putting together a board meeting um, and managing all the details for travel and the event space. Um, we've done a little bit of light, just actual conferences, trade shows, working on site. So I would say it, a very, very wide range. I've, I've yet to say no to something. So uh, we typically assess what the need is and kind of go from there. Awesome. So is there any particular kind of um, businesses or entrepreneurs that you love to work with or that are ideal for what you do? Yeah. Um, I would say we love working with a solopreneur. So those individuals that are working on their own. Um, and then from there, we, I would say any business that's really ready to hire an admin and is, um, I there's no specific size or anything of that nature. I would just say making sure that if people know that they're ready and willing to collaborate where we truly are different is we're a true partnership. And what I have noticed in the past is if a client is not ready to partner and collaborate, it typically does not go well. And so it's, it's really that two-way partnership and making sure that you're ready for that. Nice. I love that. So um, give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories and you gave us a couple, but, um, of somebody that was just like <laughs> a mess and then comes out on top. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so, <laughs> I have one top of mind. Um, so, and I, so I personally, um, work with one specific client still. Um, he, we joke around all the time that I'll be with him until, until one of us like <laughs> kicks each other out. But, um, I've been working with him for about two and a half years 
And the one benefit for me, I have to just say, and the reason I like working as an admin still is I learn so much every day of new ways to work. And I take that to my team. So it's really cool because it really helps to keep me engaged. And I actually require right now anyway, all of like our operations manager and our client success specialist are both dedicated admins as well. So they work on client work as well as doing things. It just really, I think, helps to round out everything. Anyway, going back to the Cinderella story, (laughs) I started working with him about two and a half years ago and his, when I walked in, his calendar was a mess. Like I was so overwhelmed (laughs) with just all of the things on there overlapping. His email was just boiling over. Um, he was traveling so much, but could barely keep his head on straight. And so I kind of, I came in and we, you know, started chipping away at one thing at a time. And it definitely took him, I would say about, three to six months. I can't remember the sweet spot, but it took him a while to actually like let control go and say, okay, she's got this. And I feel really, really good about it. Um, and now we laugh because people will ask him like, well, what about, can I get this on your calendar? Be like, you need to talk to Amanda. I don't touch my calendar. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and I actually get mad when he does because I'm like, you're, he not, it up. <laughs> you're not keeping, you're not keeping it blocked appropriately. What are you doing? Get out we of there. have a system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's the ultimate goal, right? Is right? that uh, we truly become the gatekeeper. Like that's what our goal is. And like the end goal is no, people aren't reaching out to him. I even have clients know that they have to reach out to me to talk to him or his team. So yeah, I would say in a nutshell, it went from, I won't even talk about the mess that it was to what it is now. It's been great. And it's been so much fun to work with him, but yeah. Nice. I love that. So other than triple booking yourself for things, what are some of the stumbling blocks somebody might be having right now? And they're thinking, oh my God, Amanda, I need you so badly. (laughs) Um, I think email tends to be a really big place, especially in the beginning. It sounds like for someone like yourself, if you're getting a thousand emails a day, that can feel extremely overwhelming and you have no idea where to start. Um, And so we take a pretty thoughtful approach there. Um, One really fun thing that we try and make sure that we do with every client is anything that they need to unsubscribe to, we create a folder right in the beginning of onboarding and just have them file anything in there that they see to unsubscribe and we'll just go through and unsubscribe to emails. And then eventually we'll know like what types of emails we can for them. So it's kind of a learning process along the way. Um, and then, you know, just learning how best to flag things for them, really cleaning up an inbox. We had a recent client and I, I can't remember the exact number, but I'm pretty sure that the admin on the account said she walked in she was like, there were 10,000 unread emails, Amanda. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness, that's just, that's a lot. I don't even know how somebody can even open up an email like that. Um, And I think in a matter of a week and a half, she had it down to like 40 or something super manageable. Um, So just even getting in a real pattern there of, I think between email and calendar, it can completely lighten your load, especially depending on the workload for yourself there, but it can really help somebody out. Oh, absolutely. And of course, 
being a marketing tech, I don't unsubscribe from anything because it means that then they won't be able to send me anything anymore. So it's if I really don't want the newsletter or whatever, it's a matter of sending an email back and going, hey, can you take me off your mailing list, which then becomes an arduous task, which then needs somebody else to be doing writing that letter. So uh, I, I can double your task load any time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so how quickly could somebody feel like they're getting on track. Like I, I get it that if they have control issues, obviously it's going to take longer. And if they are, if they really have something that is actually complex, it may actually take somebody a lo little longer to figure out how their system works. But in reality, like on average, how quickly can somebody start to notice, holy shit, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, it could be a matter of a month. Uh, we just, we onboarded a client last month and he's already saying it's, in a matter of a couple of weeks, he was telling us, I don't know what I did before her. And <laughs> I now understand why so-and-so has been telling me to get help for such a long time. Um, but we do at, we ask for a three month commitment in our contract phase. And the reason for that is we need at least three months to prove our value and to prove that it can work. I think sometimes when you do, if somebody is having a little bit of trouble delegating, or maybe doesn't have as much time to commit to what I was sharing about that collaboration and partnership. It might take a little bit longer to get there. Or if you naturally have a smaller package um, when you're starting out, you might not see as big of a, a lift off your plate immediately. It might take a little bit more time to truly feel that way, depending on the workload. Um, but yeah, I would say anyway, anywhere between a matter of a week <laughs> to three months. Nice. Or in some cases, immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yes. already? Now what do I get to give you? That's awesome. I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they begin their journey with you? Yeah, they can find us at hamiltonray.com. As I mentioned before, that's R-A-Y-E. And we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Nice. Love that. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness. That is such a fun question. <laughs> I never thought that I was going to end up in this world. Honestly, I worked in corporate retail for 10 years out of college. And I just have to tell you a funny thing. Back in, I think it was 2013, I went to the psychic and she told me there, she was like, I see this business. It's a really big business. And, um, it's going to be great. And all I was thinking was, you know, this, part of the brand that I was working in, in my corporate job, I was like, Oh, wow. We've been working so hard on this launch. I'm so excited. And, um, it's going to be big, you know, and then gosh, five or six years later, I end up starting this business kind of on a whim. And it made me laugh because I would have never back in the day even thought that, but where, where I think it was is when I knew I needed a change out of kind of like my corporate, I don't even know, uh, rhythm. Um, I wanted to work remotely and that was what did it for me. And as soon as I left there and kind of started navigating my way and found that I could kind of build something cool that I, uh, wanted to emulate like culture and remote environment. That's really when it, it took off for me. So I knew I could do it myself and I did it. <laughs> nice. I love that. So talk to me about the remote working. So do you travel or do you just kind of hang out at like funky places you want to go to? What dictates kind of where you go and what you're doing? Yeah, that's a good, good question. I, um, I personally love to travel. So I love the 
concept of being able to kind of like live and work from anywhere. Um, so for me personally, I'm always doing something. I would say I was in Colorado in January with my family and it was nice because I was able to work a little bit and then go do something fun with my nieces and then maybe pick up the pieces at the end of the day. Um, and I'm spending, I've been traveling since the beginning of February. Now I'll be, I was in Myrtle beach with family. And then I've been in Florida since, and I'm going back home next week. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to take advantage of going and exploring new cities in a longer amount of time to really enjoy learning the kind of the local culture and what's going on. Um, but even some of our team members, like they travel for um, events or other work that they do outside of our our business. So they go and do those on site and then pick up their pieces as an admin intermittently throughout the day or in the evening. So everyone kind of has like their own unique approach, but it, it it's nice because you can make it what you want. Nice. I love that. That sounds awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for your time. It has been so much fun and I appreciate your time. Any last words for our peeps? No, I... I don't think so. Um, thank you so much for having me. And this was wonderful. It was a great, great conversation. Nice. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.